Welcome to Devoted Family, where we have conversations about faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And our foundation for all of these is the Word of God. We hope to encourage, equip, and learn from one another as we put these principles into action. We believe that ministry starts at home, and if each person is faithful in that role, the world will be a very different place. We pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you through us in today's discussion, and that you would be open to the life that He wants for you and your family. Hey guys, we're so excited to be with you today, and my name is Manfred, and I'm here with my amazing queen, Crystal. Hello everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. So today we have an amazing topic that we're going to talk about, and it is friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about friends because I think it's a it's a big deal in our lives. Yeah, it's, I mean, gosh, this is such a big thing, and you know, only after faith and family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we actually put these in this order. It, you know, I mean, that's the only thing. Those are the only things that it could really follow mm-hmm. uh, because people are just um, not only is it what God has really called us to invest in, um, but, you know, it's what we were designed to do. Yeah. And we need people in our lives. Yeah. And there's there's obviously a lot of different dimensions and paths one could go down in this conversation. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. If we if you think about the dimensions just in relationships, you know, I mean, you have some people have many friends, you know, versus being isolated. You know, you can have different levels of friendships, you know, between, mm-hmm. you know, having acquaintances or having deep friendships with people. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can have old friendships, new friendships. You know, if you move to a different city, you have new new friends. Yeah, which we've experienced a lot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're from South Africa. Gosh, you're friends on the other side of the world. Old, yeah. Old friends. But in speaking of which, you know, local versus long distance friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, but now we have technology, whereas like before, if you moved, then it was just kind of like, well, we'll miss you. Okay, bye. But now you're kind of expected to to keep in touch mm-hmm. and, and you're able to keep in touch, but also it can be really hard whenever you're trying to maintain relationships all over the globe and yeah. and build new ones where you are. I mean, that's, that's hard, right? Um, and then there was also the aspect, I think, of um, whenever it comes to a family, at least, you know, you can have individual friends, like I might have friends who are girls, but then also there's whole family friendships. Like we have a few mm-hmm. families in the neighborhood yeah. who we're friends with and, you know, they have kids about the same age as ours. And, you know, we're all just, it, it's a family unit friendship. So yeah. that's another dimension. Yeah. And I mean, then, then there's also, you know, this idea of, of friends of your kids, you know, what, what kind of friendships do they have? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that's a huge deal in determining, you know, the path that they are going to be continuing on throughout their development you know their critical years and all of the all of the overly controlling people are like i know i'm trying to keep that from happening (laughs) (laughs) i know and you know i mean you do have a say in it though i mean you know you get to know where your kids are and set Mm -hmm. the boundaries but beyond that just just pray (laughs) prayer is huge Well, but then also, I guess the last dimension is that, you know, the active versus passive friendships, and that's specifically with other believers, you know, just there are, you know, active sharpening, admonishing, challenging, encouraging, praying Mm -hmm. friendships. And then there are others that are like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And and those know? are more more of acquaintances too, versus you know mm-hmm. like your your core group of of real you know intentional friends. Yeah, yeah. But also you know there are people who go to church every Sunday and 
Um, you know, you might see them all the time, but then it's like, you don't really know them well. So like you say, it's still an acquaintance, but you might feel a little more connected with them as a believer. But, you know, I guess on a personal account, you know, I, I touch a little bit of all of these. I mean, because in the last few years, we have just had a lot of major life events. You know, I, I've moved a lot. We got married and then we had a baby and, you know, and then we moved as a married couple again, um, seven hours away from where we met. And so, you know, we've just had a lot of aspects flying around of friendships and what does it look like to have community and Mm -hmm. what does, you know, what do those friendships as a married couple look like compared to a single young adult and as a mom? Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, so it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I was just telling Manfred earlier that, you know, I joined this thing called mom to mom and it was like there was a secret language that mom spoke and I did not like before I had a baby, I did not have anything in common with them. And now all of a sudden everyone knows what a boppy is, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, this whole new world of people who I could be friends with. So, Which is great, though. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. You know, it's, it's all about your life stage. It is. But, but I mean, I would say, I mean, you, you really have had some amazing friends, you know, in your oh, life. Yeah. I mean, just looking at it, you know, and. Um, it's been really cool to see how, how they've kind of walked alongside you, you know, throughout different seasons. Yeah, no, um, I'm so blessed. <laughs> well, and I'm personally super grateful for those friends, you know, and, and just how God has used them in your life. So, mm, amen. um, it's, it's a really good, a good topic to talk about today. Well, and likewise for you. Um, you yeah, awesome I mean, it's, it's a blessing to have awesome friendships, you know, but if I, if I think about friends, I often think about the, that quote, you know, that people often share when they say, you know, I mean, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and while this does resonate with me, you know, because I'm, you know, very driven and, you know, I love high performance people and people who just want to change the world, you know. For all of you Enneagram people, we're both threes. We just are. FYI. Team 33. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Even though I think that that statement really does resonate with me, um, I have to be cautious because I look at, you know, for example, Jesus' life, you know, and I I wonder, like, who did he spend most of his time with, you know? Mm. Um, But, I mean, I do look at his life and you see that he did spend a lot of time in prayer, you know, and he did spend a lot of time in the presence of God to be able, you know, or to be enabled, really, to go and, and spend a lot of time pouring into other people, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus being around people who like, you know, ha- poured into him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's, there's just that contrast, you know, between, you know, what kind of people do you hang out with, you know, and, and we'll examine some more of that as we yeah. talk through this. And so this is going to be a very practical talk as we try to keep all of our talks. It's also not new. This, this isn't new stuff, y'all. I mean, this is just straight out of scripture. So today, um, just consider your friendships as we talk about why friendships are important from a biblical standpoint, mm-hmm. what can hinder your friendships, uh, you know, as a family, and then how to choose your friends and how to invest in the current and new relationships. So, so number one, why are friendships important, Manfred? Well, I mean, that's, that's a loaded <laughs> question, I would say. Um, that's why I gave it to you. <laughs> well, but I mean, we, we looked at a couple of different scriptures, you know, and, and Proverbs obviously is one of the most amazing uh, books, you know, and you should Loaded. read, you should read one a day because they're incredible and you can never have enough. In addition to whatever else you're reading, don't let that be your only, yes, sorry, just had <laughs> to throw that in there. <laughs> but Proverbs 18, you know, it says whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, you know, and he breaks out against old sound judgment and a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. 
That's one of my favorite verses. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, isolating yourself is seeking your own desire. That, I mean, that's part of my testimony, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, I just, I spent a lot of time in isolation and it did not lead to anywhere good, although it was now looking back, seeking my own desire. I mean, it takes effort to to not be isolated, but I also love how it says, you know, it, that they break out against all sound judgment, that it's just not wise to live life alone. It you isn't. Know? And we were not designed to do that, right? I mean, if we we look at scripture, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're designed to spend time with people, you know, invest people, know them, serve them, love them. You know, something actually that, mm-hmm. that always comes to mind with this for me is that idea of the two becoming one flesh. So I think whenever you get married, then you start to kind of do life just, you know, internally, and you're always with another person. So you don't feel isolated, right? Mm-hmm. But you need friendships and accountability outside of your marriage. So, you know, your That's husband good. or your wife is not just that, that last line of accountability for you. And, it, and I mean, I understand that they are your best friend and, you know, I mean, you're my best friend for sure. And you know, everything. And we talk about all of the things, but I think that we are so close actually mm-hmm. that we need outside accountability. We need yeah. outside eyes to see that because we've become one flesh. And what does scripture say about flesh? Well, in Galatians five seventeen, it says for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. So like we have the spirit working within us, but like we've become one flesh and it is working against the spirit. So we need people around us who can sharpen and admonish us and encourage us as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's another proverb 27. Most people know it, you know, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So this is crucial. I mean, that's that's what relationships are for, right? To be admonished, to be sharpened, to be challenged. Mm-hmm. To have people in your life who who love you enough to share the truth truth with you, you know, and mm-hmm. who are willing to tell you where you are struggling um, or where you can be better. And I think that's such a big flaw in our society is that we have become so scared to to really admonish and help each other become better. Even the word admonish sounds harsh. You know, whenever you say it, it's like people are like admonish. That's like reprimand or something, you know, yeah, like what is that? But but in reality, admonish is it's almost like like course correcting where I, I remember there was a sermon that I heard once actually about how they they likened it to the ribs on the side of the road. You know, where if you start to drift, then hmm. it's like the little sound that's really annoying that, but it, it gets you back on track. Yeah. And yes, it, it's kind of maybe embarrassing sometimes. Like if all of a sudden people realize that you were drifting off the road and, and a little alarming and, you know, it scares you a little bit and you react a little emotionally initially, but then you realize, oh, wow, that might've just saved my life. Yeah. That's so good. That's yeah. really good. Well, so one of my favorite verses also, and of course it's in Proverbs um, 13 verse 20 mm-hmm. says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Man. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's just, I mean, just look at, look at who you're spending your time around and who are you to other people? You yeah. know, do people see that if they walk with you, that they'll become wise? And this, this definitely ties in with, with that, that, that quote we talked about earlier, right? I yeah. mean, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Um, the Bible version. The Bible version. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, 
it's it's so evident if you look at people's friends and who they hang around with and who they spend time mm-hmm. if they are around people who like who are growing who want to grow who want to learn you know who who love to to learn you know and and educate them and and you know learn how to learn every day yeah versus just around people who like ah uh, you know I'm, I'm just waiting on friday <laughs> yeah living for friday yeah. i have a, I actually have a theory about okay. that that the people who i mean if we live for friday then essentially monday through we'll say wednesday but i mean i guess <laughs> thursday you're literally donating your life away yeah. because you're just waiting for friday but um anyway that's just a silly side note well um, another silly side note is <laughs> i i don't know one of my pet peeves is when people say oh i can't wait this this to be over you know or this day to be done you know or let the time go by faster but i know we okay we'll, we'll have to yeah no because <laughs> time is like i mean it's such a gift but it is. i will i will throw in actually i feel the need to say this that as we talk about proverbs and these different scriptures like walk with the wise become wise and the companion of fools suffer suffers harm um, you might think, well, I've seen some pretty foolish people and they aren't suffering harm, you know, and I've also seen people who have walked with very wise people and they just keep making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to you that there are principles and there are promises in the Bible. This is a principle. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And so in general, a principle is that in general, that is the general outcome for this action. That's awesome. So just FYI, as you're reading Proverbs, just think <laughs> that way. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, well, we're going to go to the second point, which yeah. uh, the second question really, and it is what keeps individuals and families from having friendships? A lot. <laughs> there are a lot of things. <laughs> Lots of barriers. Lots of barriers. And I think one of the most, or the, the biggest one probably is a combination of busyness internal focus and selfishness, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially in our society, right? I mean, oh, we're, yeah. well, it, it's almost justified. It, it, people justify it and because it's normal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And it's like, well, of course you'd focus on your family. Well, of course, you know, this comes first and it's, it's tough because it's like, well, what's actually the best thing for your family? Mm-hmm. It might be countercultural. Yeah. But I think busyness is really a big one, you know, especially people who love to work. I mean, I do like, I really enjoy working hard, you know, Mm -hmm. we both do. He really does. Like (laughs) y'all, he, he, like he actually enjoys it. He's not just saying that. I mean, it's great. You get to learn every day, you know, it's, it's a blessing to, to be able to do that. If we watch a movie, it has to be a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love my husband. I'm just telling you, like, this is a legit, yes, he is a smack dab in the middle three, but... Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I will say that this busyness thing, we, since we've had children now and we just have one, (laughs) gosh, um, and he's not even old enough for sports yet. That's going to be a whole nother animal. We have seen how busy it is, but I, I will say that you are going to prioritize as a family, the things that you really value. Mm -hmm. So one night a week, at least just one night a week, dedicate it to some kind of community. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk about community groups in this yes. thing a little bit more, you know, and obviously to, you know, dedicate time to, to reading scripture, studying scripture, you know, because you're essentially stewarding the life of a soul, you know, and that's just a big deal, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll keep going with some of these barriers. Yeah. Another barrier is trust issues. I know that people hurt people. And there is no guarantee. I mean, I know that I will fail 
and have failed in friendships, I look up and a lot of time has gone by and I realize, oh my goodness, I haven't answered so-and-so mm-hmm. or I haven't reached out to so-and-so. And it's just, I get it. It's busy and I have been in that spot, but you know what? We have got to have grace for one another and we've got to trust the Holy Spirit in our friends, yeah. not just the humans. In deal. fact, it's just that we're imperfect, you know? And so you just have to expect that, but also trust that the Lord will sustain you through trials and friendships because they're going to come. They will come. So that's, that's just, awesome. yeah, that's kind of my two cents on trust issues. I know no, that you could delve into that. That might be a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, I think another big barrier is really finding family friends, you know, in, in the same life stage. Mm-hmm. Now that we have kids, you know, it's a whole different ballgame of finding, man, are you looking for, for a family with, you know, kids, <laughs> that are in the similar yeah. life stage, you know, or age group, like, you know, parents who we can relate to in our life stage, you know, I feel like just, we're dating families. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like speed dating. So how old are your kids? What are they into? Do they? Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, it's a real thing, you know, and it's, it but it's, it's good recognizing it and then, you know, approaching it wisely, you know, and, and being intentional about, you know, the people, the friendships you seek out. Yeah. And, Obviously, lack of effort is a big, big barrier because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to build relationships. Another word for that is laziness. <laughs> yes, you could say it that way, too. <laughs> but I mean, we it, just we hard. just want, really want to encourage you, you know, to do to do the work and find friendships because it will bless your life yeah. significantly. Well, and I mean, you can go out and find people like mm-hmm. you you can seek out friendships it's amazing what happens if you just start saying yes and i know it's easy to stay home and it's easy to kind of stay internal but it's not the best life i mean it's just not it's so much sweeter with people yeah but um one more barrier that i think keeps people from from diving in is differences in spiritual maturity and i want to tread lightly here because this is not a matter of judgment at all okay Mm -hmm. it's just about a desire to be sharpened and be challenged or this could go the other way and you could be intimidated and in looking for godly friendships if you're just learning how to follow christ or if you don't follow christ if you're just looking for for friendships, you might be intimidated if you come across someone who's following Jesus and you're like, well, I don't know about this person, you know, so that's such a good point. It's it's all about the spiritual maturity levels are different. And so who are you looking to, you know, everyone wants to be challenged, I feel like as a believer, but it's tough because something's got to give there. Someone is always pouring into the other, it seems, but you've you've got to try to find people who can pour into one another. Yeah. And that's, I think that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that's the key Mm -hmm. finding people, you know, where that are kind of, you know, equally yoked as you would say, you know, that's why (laughs) this is like dating. I'm telling you, it's like friend dating, but, um, yeah, we should, we should come up with a term like freighting. No, freighting (laughs) is our, (laughs) okay. Anyway, Okay, well, we will move to number three. <laughs> yes, let's move <laughs> off of freighting. Um, so the third, the third point or the question we want to really talk about is how do you choose your friends? So now that we understand, you know, what, why is it important to have friends and, and what keeps us from having rich friendships? Well, in true Christ-like fashion, mm-hmm. I want to answer your question with a question. Okay. How did Jesus choose his friends? Boom. Well, that's, that's a good question. Um, well, I guess if I think about how he really did it, you know, I would say number one, I think he listened to the Holy Spirit, you know, I mean, I think he, he was super wise and, and sensitive to the Holy Spirit to, you know, call his disciples, Mm. you know, I mean, he, he called them in in such intentional ways, you know, it was just amazing. Um, you Mm. know, 
And I think that the second way of how he did it, maybe he was super intentional about about calling friendships, you know, and, yeah. and pursuing friendships. Well, I mean, just combining those two together, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, he's going about on his mission, in his purpose, and he knows that a lot of things are about to change. And I mean, now it's a little hard because obviously he is fully man and fully God. Yeah. But it's really cool to think about how it's like, okay, him, like, you're going to like, you're going to be friends with him. And then he's like, all right, go. And he's just all in. It's not like, well, maybe I'm going to test it out and see if like we have a lot in common or yeah. like, is he funny? Cause if he's not funny, then and that, I don't know if I can walk with him for two, three years. I don't know. Yeah. And that, that's <laughs> such a good point that goes back to that initial quote, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Well, how do we choose these friends? Yeah, you know, do we, we choose them that. Yeah. and do we choose them selfishly? You mm-hmm. know, do we choose friends based on what we can gain from a relationship, you know, or do we choose Ouch. friends, how we can, Ouch, can Manfred. In, input into them, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a reality check, I think. Yeah. Um, and, um, okay. So what we're we talking about? Oh, so also I would say, you know, how did Jesus choose his friends? So, so I think that he saw their eternal value, which was measured by how God saw them and not what they, yeah, not what he could get from them, just going off of what, what you said. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. But also, you know, this is this is the big one for me. He differentiated them. Like he had a core group of men in his life and they were in the same life stage and it was, you know, a group of 12 guys and then he even had within that, you know, a few who he really yeah. like they knew him well and he knew them well. Like they knew everything about each other and you know, that is really crucial. And so I grew up trying to be friends with everyone, you know, and I realized that whenever you try to be friends with everyone, you become a mediocre or bad friend to many rather than a good friend to a few. That's so true. And so that man, if you take anything away from my silly side notes, man, just be a good friend to a few and then start there. Yeah. And I, I guess another thing on this is also, you know, I mean, man, friendships are a big deal, right? And if we look at Jesus, I mean, I think it's our responsibility to pray that the Lord would provide people into our life that are willing to call us and challenge us, you know, to mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's, what, what's that proverb? Proverbs 27, mm-hmm. um, where it, you know, it says, you know, better than six. Yeah. yeah. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. And rebuke is a super harsh and a a tough word. Well, (laughs) I was just thinking like in the moment, (laughs) sorry, I'm I'm literally, I have it written all over my face that in the moment, (laughs) I mean, you don't believe that, right? Like that better is the open rebuke of a friend than hidden love from an enemy, right? Oh gosh, it's just... And it's I, hard. Yeah. And I, I would say, I mean, this is, this goes back to, you know, being, being great communicator, even, you know, being honest and transparent and open, you know, in your relationships, you know, not just rebuking people, but just, just being honest and open and direct. It can, mm-hmm. it can just, um, negate so much conflict if you're just direct and open and honest. And so that is speaking the truth in love. Yes. So I think that, you know, we do error on the side now and these days of the in love part, because the truth hurts. Right. And so, but we cannot, we cannot stop speaking truth. Yeah. We just can't. It's not going to end well for anyone. It is not the most loving thing, actually. And that's, that's exactly what, that's the key point in it, right? That, that speaking truth is loving people well. 
And that's where, where it's so important that people know that you really care about them, right? And, and this is important. So we're talking about believers right now, okay? Because speaking the truth in love, as far as like admonishing, we are talking about people who have said, I am raising my hand. I want to follow Christ mm-hmm. and I want to, I want, I believe in this word and I want to do what it says. I want this. Yeah. And then if they go about their life and they're doing something contrary to that and you are in close relationship with them, are you your brother's keeper? The answer is yes. Yeah. And so, and I think yeah. it's also important to note though that you, you can probably only at any given point or at any given season have mm-hmm. maybe three to five to six of these kind of deep, rich, super intentional relationships, you mm-hmm. know, um, where you really are, you know, holding them accountable, knowing them, you know, you, you're, um, you know, getting together with them consistently. Regularly. You know? Yeah. Guys don't come out of left field and just like openly rebuke someone who you don't <laughs> like, yeah. like, Hey, just noticed your post on Facebook. Thought I'd rebuke you for that. Like, don't do that. Yeah, no. And that's just hypothetical. Like I'm just picturing <laughs> someone doing that. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. But Instead, we can actually talk about our last point, which is number four. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really is how can you invest and grow friendships, you know, and how can you do this biblically and healthy? Yeah. And so first, you know, focus on that core group. And even if I mean, maybe even if you need to, I mean, some of you are going to struggle to narrow it down. And some of you are going to struggle to make a list. So wherever you are, though, make either a mental or a literal list of people who you are going to commit Mm -hmm. to intentionally pursuing and pouring into and praying for. So that's that's kind of the second thing, actually, is pray for and with them regularly. Yeah, that's so awesome. And and I would also say it's so important to be intentional about friendships. You know, friendships should not just happen. I mean, they can obviously happen, you know, just on accident. Nothing is on accident. But it is so much sweeter if you're like intentionally pursuing people, you know. Um, and what that may look like is, you know, taking initiative and reaching out to people, you know, communicating with them. It may be encouraging them, you know, send people encouraging texts or messages, you know, or call them, you know, and um, and just thank them for what they do. And coworkers, you know, encourage them and thank them for the work that they are doing. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how often people have told me how grateful they were for certain encouragements, you know, and it was just, it wasn't even meant to be a big deal, you Mm -hmm. know, but people really, really, really feed off encouragement and, and it's just a beautiful thing. And then I'd also say, ask good questions. People love to be cared about and, and we should, because I, I think it's so important that we, we ask good questions but we don't just ask good questions for the sake of asking good questions. Right. We ask them for the sake of really, um, because we really care about them, right? Yeah, being genuinely interested in yeah. their life. And, you know, this is actually one of the biggest areas that I am still working on because I would love to be a great question asker. And I, it's just... It, it's just hard sometimes because I I think of like, oh, yeah, I want to relate with this person. Mm-hmm. And so then I go off into a story about how much I relate about what they just said. Yeah. And and that's not actually a great way to learn about another person. So so it's all, you know, good intentions. But this is something that is not going to come naturally is yeah. all that I'm saying. So just practice asking great questions. Yeah. And then another another way, you know, to really invest in, in friendships is 
you have to spend time with people, right, to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And so dedicating, you know, I mean, time on a weekly basis together is crucial. And this, you know, it depends on what what it looks like for you. We have been challenged by our idea of what community looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have a very structured format and we loved that. Like we really, really loved it where we got together every Sunday night with, mm-hmm. you know, other couples and that was just, it was really beautiful to have a committed relationship with these people. And we got together outside of that, just, you know, but it was, it was known that we were going to meet every Sunday, unless there was something that we would also miss work for. It was like a big, a big commitment. However, now where we are, it's a little more loose and a little more fluid, which at first we were a little uncomfortable with, but, you know, we're learning how to still, we're trying to still build those friendships outside of having that uh, structured big group meeting. So you should still be trying to spend time together. It's harder mm-hmm. in that aspect, but like try to schedule it, invite people yeah. over. But if you can, we, yeah. we suggest the structure, but yeah, I mean, and because the structure provides a lot of benefits, you know, I mean, one of them being you can, you can, if you meet with the same people regularly, you can be very transparent and very authentic, you know, and one of the things we're called to as believers is to confess, you know, mm-hmm. confess struggles, confess sins, you know, I mean, first John does say, you know, if you confess your sins, he'll be faithful and just to forgive our sins, you know, and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So yeah. man, and, and men often struggle with confession. Confession is a sign of strength. It is not a sign of weakness. And I think that's an important thing to, to know and, and remember, that's so um, good. you know, and just and leading, leading in transparency and leading in authenticity and humility and in humility, yeah. man, we've been learning a lot, but humility, it's so beautiful. I mean, honestly, yeah. um, we could go a long time about, um, transparency and confession and authenticity, why, and we'll probably do we will, a whole sure. episode on, on that in its own. So we'll move on, but Um, Another thing, another way that you can grow together is studying the scriptures together. So, you know, ask what, ask what your friends are learning in God's word. That's, that's just, it's important to know where they are because, you know, and it's not to call someone out if they're not, you know, but I mean, it might remind them or challenge them too, if they aren't that, you know, maybe they should, but most of the time, then they'll get to share with you what God has been teaching them. And it's edifying to both of you. Yeah, that's awesome. And then also I would say serving together, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people say, you know, man, how can I build intense and deep and rich relationships? And serving together is a beautiful way to do so. Mm -hmm. It's just such a great experience, you know, if you go through, through, some kind of service serving people that are really in need um, and, and you can just bring them hope, you know, Uh, it's, it's, it builds stronger relationships than anything else. So another thing that uh, I guess you'll hear people say in the the Christian lingo, Christianese, is doing life together. You've probably heard of this, uh, maybe. But all that this means is, you know, we want want to celebrate and grieve with people through their big life events. Mm -hmm. And so as big things are coming up, as birthdays and, uh, you know, deaths in the family, marriages, births, I mean, all of these big things are happening. Just remember, you know, Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And I really like that verse. It's very sweet. It's very simple. And it's not, hey, you know, go in and try to get the mourners to start rejoicing because their, you know, hope is in the Lord. While that's true, there's a time for everything. And, you know, walking with people through things like this is just really sweet. And it's what builds 
trust. It's what mm-hmm. builds those relationships. It builds lasting memories. And yeah. ultimately, it builds solid biblical friendships. It's so good. Yeah. Well, that was what we wanted to share. Just the overview. Yeah, it's, it's really the overview because there's so much more we can talk about and we will talk about around friendships, community groups, you know. And with that, let me just close with a quick prayer and then we'll be done. Lord, I just thank you for each and everyone that's listening. And we just pray, Lord, that you would bless everyone listening to this with incredible friendships Mm -hmm. and just friends in their lives, people that they can do life with, that they can enjoy life with, um, and that you would bring people into their life to, to enjoy it with. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this time and for each listener. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this discussion and want to support Devoted Family, you can do that by rating us on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If you're exploring who Jesus is and what it would look like to follow Him, we're so glad you're here. The gospel is simple. The Bible isn't the rule book that you've got to obey in order to earn the love of God. It's about God's rescue mission. God created people to enjoy Him, but people think they don't need God to enjoy life. God is wise, perfect, light, and love. When people try to live without Him, they many times choose hatred and darkness. But God doesn't leave us there. He made provision for our sin in such a way that He can still be holy and just, yet also rescue those He loves. He sent Jesus, who claimed to be God, to be the perfect sacrifice as payment in our place. Our world and calendar pivot on Him. God made Him obvious to us when He brought Jesus back to life. This was how God showed that He has the power to deliver us from the cost of sin, which is death. God isn't mad at you. He loves you and wants you to know Him so that you can have life. If you believe this for the first time today or simply want to know more, visit devotedfamily.com forward slash gospel for next steps.